Welcome, people of God in Pinelands and beyond. My name is Craig Duvell. I have the privilege of being one of the pastors at Pinelands Baptist Church. And I am so grateful to be praying together with you right now. I also want to say thank you on behalf of all of us to Hilary and to Ross and to John for the wonderful guided prayers that you've prepared for us thus far. Today, we prepare for Pentecost in prayer. That same Pentecost, which is the promise of first fruits and a harvest to come, will also be our national day of prayer, called by our president. God has got something wonderful in mind. You may wish to pause this recording in order to fetch your Bible, maybe get your journal, a pen, and make yourself comfortable in a chair. You may even want a place to lie down, especially for our first reading, which is extended, and which comes from the last book of the Bible, John's Revelation. And we're going to read and worship together in chapters 4 and 5. This passage brings together in heavenly imagery the life story of Jesus, his atoning death, a perfect offering on our behalf. We've remembered that over Easter together with his resurrection to an indestructible life for he is the God who is and who was and is to come. We see in this scripture his ascension and his enthronement and out of that enthronement, we hear about the sevenfold Spirit of God sent into all the earth. His Spirit is perfect. It is complete, sufficient, and available to us, no matter where we are on the earth. Let's listen to God's Word. After this I looked, and there before me was a door standing open in heaven. And the voice I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the Spirit, and there before me was a throne in heaven, with someone standing on it. And the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne. Surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders. And they were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. And from the throne came flashes of lightning, rumblings and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. This is the sevenfold Spirit of God. Also in front of the throne, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the center, Round the throne 
were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes in front and behind. The first living creature was like a lion. The second was like an ox. The third had a face like a man. The fourth was flying like an eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and was covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night, they never stopped saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Whenever the living creatures gave glory, honor and thanks to Him who sits on the throne and lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fell down before Him who sits on the throne and they worship Him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, You are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. And then I saw in the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides sealed with seven seals and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll but no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it and I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, Do not weep. See, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the Root of David, has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and its seven seals. And then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes. That is the sevenfold Spirit of God sent out into all the earth. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one had a harp. And they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll, to open its seals, because you were slain, and with your blood you purchased men for God, people from every tribe and language and people and nation, and you have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God. And they will reign on the earth. And then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels, numbering thousands upon thousands, and ten thousand times ten thousand. They encircled the throne. <laughs> 
and the four living creatures. And in a loud voice they were saying, Worthy, worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever. The four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. So we have pictured even in the throne room of God, in the language and imagery of the book of Revelation, the enthronement of Jesus sees the sevenfold spirit of God sent into all the earth. Let's pray together. Jesus. Lion of the tribe of Judah, conquering king, and yet Lamb of God, who has offered yourself as the perfect offering and sacrifice. Thank you for Pentecost. Thank you for Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit, the filling of your people to the very ends of the earth. Thank you for Pentecost, a festival of harvest, and now the promise of the harvest to come. Thank you for Pentecost, the reverse of the divisions of mankind and the confusion of Babel. Thank you for the gift of new languages of life that bring awe and wonder to the world. Thank you for Pentecost, for the equipping and empowering of the church, for mission and for ministry. Thank you for Pentecost, the first fruits, the deposit the down payment of the kingdom that one day will come in all its fullness as heaven and earth come together. And so, Lord Jesus, today, like your disciples, 
we prepare ourselves, we present ourselves to you again for a fresh infilling, a fresh increase, a fresh outpouring. In the language of Acts 3 verse 19, fresh times of renewal. So as you wait on the Lord, let your heart rise in gratitude. Now we come to present ourselves. And I lead you in a prayer. And you may wish from time to time to pause and just think through all that is contained in this prayer. Father, I thank you that I am created as a glorious and integrated expression of your image in my body, my soul, and my spirit. The trauma and grief of sin left me, among other things, with a body that is alive, prone to suffering, but a spirit that before Jesus came into my life was dead to God. By faith, I am made alive in Jesus. In Christ, my spiritual being is revived. And now, the grace of spiritual activation, potential and power lies awaiting a fresh breath. And as you wait, now begin to think of the believers you know and love. Because this is never meant to be an individual encounter only. As deeply personal as it is, it's never private. And so our salvation means that Jesus immerses all his followers into his spirit. And so we pray, Lord Jesus. Initiate us, plunge us, cover us, relocate us, baptize us into this new realm of the Spirit in which we meant to live from the environment of your love, your power, your wisdom, your grace, your hope, your insight, your faith of communion and friendship with you. We yield to your leadership to your direction, to your power, to your motivation, and to your outcomes. So Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, shows us that our spiritual, true, proper worship starts as we offer our bodies to God as living sacrifices. And we invite the presence and fullness and power and anointing of the Holy Spirit to come to us 
as we offer our bodies to him. Those verses read, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing and perfect will. So sit quietly and become aware of your whole body. And then pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. You may wish to pause and just do this a few times. Come, Holy Spirit, gift of Jesus. Perfect, sevenfold. In other words, there's no aspect of your nature that is incomplete, unformed, immature, lacking. You are the perfect gift of the Father sent into all the world. Come, Holy Spirit, and trust him to give good gifts. Now become aware of each of your senses and offer each to God individually. Place your hands on your eyes and pray, Come Holy Spirit, help me to see with your eyes. And take time to do this with your ears, your actions, your words, your touch. Offer to God also your ability to trigger senses in others. In other words, what they will see, what they will hear out of your body offered to God. Now offer your mind to be made new. Come, Holy Spirit, renew my mind. Give me your thoughts as I honour you and keep your word. Give me your creative imagination, especially in the areas of my gifts and ministry. Give me your discernment and conscience that I might know good and evil and share in your holiness. Give me your heart that I might carry your love and pass it on. During these next days, we will be praying for our nation. We've done so much of that already this week. And we will continue and honour the desire that a nation would seek the Lord again. Take time, pray for our nation, pray for our leaders, pray for our cities, pray for our households, pray for our people. And as you may have done at the beginning of the week, you 
we're encouraged to identify just three or more people for whom you could specifically pray during this week. Pray for our nation, our city, the households, and for any people that you've been carrying before the Lord during this time. But now we take it a step further. When Jesus saw a world in need, multitudes of people who were harassed and helpless, stressed and disempowered, he turned to his followers in Matthew 9 and said, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. This is a Pentecost image. (laughs) And we see that he then called his 12 apprentices, those disciples to him. And they were learning his words and his works, and he gave them authority to go and minister. And in Ephesians chapter 4, we see that in the ascension of Jesus, there are gifts that are showered down onto the earth and into the church. Gifts that release ministry, gifts that empower mission, and gifts that look like people. Gifts that equip and gifts that enable every part to do its work. And so today we come to pray especially for the church and your local church. Take time to pray for your church. Take time to pray for your leaders. Now pray wider. And ask God that the church would be seen for who she is. And so as we come to a close, I give you some of the pictures that we see in Scripture that describes the people of God. And I bless your imagination to be activated by the creativity of God that's inside all of these images. Pray for a church that is a light on a hill, the salt of the earth, bearers of the cross, a family with one name, a body of vital health, a house on an unshakable rock, an altar and a house of prayer, an army of peace and justice. A branch abiding in the vine. A bride, radiant, irresistible, devoted, pure, faithful, passionate. We close with a reading from Romans chapter 15. Accept one another. Then, just as Christ accepted you, in order to bring praise to God. For I tell you that Christ has become a servant of the Jews on behalf of God's truth, so that the promises made to the fathers, to the patriarchs, might be confirmed, and moreover, that the nations might glorify God for his mercy. 
as it is written. Therefore, I will praise you among the nations. I will sing the praises of your name. Again, it says, rejoice, you nations, with his people. Father, we pray that the nations would rejoice with your church, that the nations would turn, the nations would be touched. And again, praise the Lord, all you nations. Let the peoples extol him. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will spring up. And the one who will arise to rule over the nations, in him the nations will hope. And so now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him, so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.